to the Skeptical Skeptics Podcast. I'm your host, RJ Metzger. And today we have a couple special guest hosts. Um, you might have seen them on Facebook interacting a little bit. And it is because my beautiful co-host, Rachel, is not in town. So um, had to get creative and make something happen. So today we've got... Javier Costalazo. Who is my brother-in-law. His sister, Rebecca Costalazo. Who is Javier's wife, because in-laws can get confusing. And RJ and Becky's dad, Rich Metzger. Yeah. So um, dad is the one that I have been making fun of off and on through the whole series. So this will be fun. Anyway, so here's the weird fact of the week. In October 2015, United Airlines made a man with cerebral palsy crawl off one of its flights. The flight attendants just watched as he struggled. What? <laughs> as far as stories with no context, that's so good. <laughs> that is such a good story. What would possibly possess them to just watch him go without any help or anything? What a show, though. It would have been. You think that they didn't know? <clears throat> no, they had to have known. I think they had to have known. Cerebral palsy is pretty obvious. Yeah, that's not something that you, that somebody can fake. And then test them by acting and make them crawl well, to see if they'll stand up and walk. Pegging him with tennis balls. I know you're joking. <laughs> Maybe they thought he was drunk. Maybe. I don't know. That's uh, even drunk people even still, still look like people. Cerebral palsy. Oh. oh. Well, okay, that came out really wrong. Well, that's but cerebral palsy messes no, up no, the muscles. Drunk doesn't. Good God. <laughs> In, in 15 <laughs> seconds in, we've hit a new low in this show. It was so fast. <laughs> Drunk people look like people. <laughs> I'm making a t-shirt. Oh, God. Oh, it hurts me. Terrible. <laughs> All right. So this week, we're going to just jump right into some listener stories. Um, but first things first, just to explain it. You guys will know why Rachel's not here um, like and why we haven't put out a episode in a little while we will announce that soon it's exciting it's good stuff we have not divorced i promise the show will go on all it'll good be, things it'll be all fun. good things um but anyway so um yeah be on the lookout for that and we'll be back to our normal stuff probably not next week but the week after so um we might get creative with next week um but the week after that we'll be back to our normal weekly releases so stick with us if you missed any episodes in our backlog go ahead and catch up on those and then we'll get back to it Pretty soon. So let's go into our first listener story um, and then we will get into our personal story. So this is from Jonathan Laurent from Facebook. And he said that once he watched a monk walk behind a tree and disappear, the tree was considerably thinner than they were. Um, so I asked him, I was like, is this a place where a monk was even contextually relevant? Because if it was like the background of a McMansion, like that would be very strange, you know? Um, and he said, yes, uh, he used to live in an old rectory many years ago, quite a bit of land with it. And at the bottom of which his godfather's, um, whoa, hold on. Sorry. I'm illiterate at the bottom of which my godfather's comma, his house son's 
had a mini dirt track. There we go. Um, they were riding up and uh, riding back up to the house in an old Jeep he had when he saw the monk go right to left through an apple orchard that they had to pass through. It was very brief, but still a very hmm moment, he says. So first of all, Jonathan, thank you for sharing. And I have another one of yours a little bit later. So I'm excited to read that one, too. But yeah, thank you for sharing. That is a really cool experience. Now, that's the guy from uh, Doctor Strange. That's what it the is. The monk guy from Doctor Strange. That's what it is. He opened a portal oh, hole Strange. thing. I was thinking Doctor Who, and I was like, I'm not getting the reference. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm just going to let them talk. Yeah, <laughs> Doctor Strange, yeah. Yeah, that was him. I mean, he didn't say nationality. I'm assuming he said he used to live in a cottage in Norfolk, so it's probably a white monk, not Asian. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's an easy distinction. Yeah, I don't know. Could you imagine seeing enough detail on that ghost to be like that dude was definitely Asian? I mean, were there bright lights? Was there anything that would seem ordinary or extraordinary or just very ordinary? A man walking, wearing robes into a tree and then doesn't come out the other side. Well, I think that's actually the cool part of it is that to me, it sounds like it was just an ordinary viewing until the dude disappeared behind the tree, which is pretty cool mm -hmm. to me. Um, okay. So yeah, that's our first listener story. So thank you for sharing. Really appreciate it. Very interesting. So who wants to go first? I could go first. Okay. 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 So because... So a couple disclaimers here. One, we're sharing the two microphones that me and Rachel normally do. So I will put on every skill of audio engineering that I've learned over the past two months, um, but no guarantees it's going to sound great. Two, they're all new to podcasting and microphones. Actually, I think this is probably the first time any of you guys have spoken into a microphone. Absolutely. Yeah. Besides like singing when you're like Karaoke. in the eighth grade. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So I will go first to make them feel at ease, um, even though you guys hear my voice the most. So they will they will end it. So my first story of the paranormal actually wasn't that big. And I did share this one. Um, me and Becky, who's sitting here, were sitting and playing Monopoly or chess or something. I think it was Monopoly. Monopoly. And we, we were, always play. Yeah. And it was in my room. And um, behind her and over her left shoulder... I see as a phone cord kind of lifts itself onto a chair because um, it was draped off of my desk. And we were sitting on the floor. Yeah, we were sitting on the floor. It was draped down off of my desk and the chair was beside it. And I, it was an old phone cord that lifted itself, which kind of dates us, which is weird. I, I don't know. think I've ever said anything that dated me oh, man. before. Um, but anyway, so uh, lifted itself onto the chair. So that's a small one um, in that same exact room, which pretty much everyone agreed was like the most unsettling room in the house. Um, easily. Easily the most unsettling room. So like we had friends come over and stuff and they like didn't like to stay in the room. They wanted to sleep on the couch downstairs. Like it was just a very ominous feeling room. Mm -hmm. So I was about 10 years old and I was moving my furniture around in the room, which I like to do a lot, which is a weird thing. I don't know if kids do That's that normally. That's super strange so, for a 10 year old. Let I me moved, say it. I move my furniture about once a week. Um, That's and, really often. Yeah. Are you serious? I don't remember that. It's about once a week. I switch it around. I tried to make my room an apartment to avoid everybody. It, it, was it probably strange. had to do with the feeling. Wait, wait, of it. I have a question. Did you ever have trouble with just like running into things? No. no just, in the dark? Just, not yeah, remembering nothing. where you put it? Huh? Yeah, you were just hmm. weird. That was a weird... Yeah. Anyway, so the room... Um, I, was, I was moving my nightstand and my bed. And right in the middle of it, the tip-top prime of children's programming came on called Zoom. Zoom! 
boom. Yeah. It was on PBS Channel 10 in Las Vegas, and it was at 4.30 prompt. And I stopped what I was doing so fast. Not a fear in my body because it was 4.30 p.m., bright as day. And uh, I had no idea that something horrible was about to happen to me, this poor young dun, child dun, dun. Uh, watching Zoom. And uh, as the theme song was playing, I sat down and my alarm clock cord, which was disconnected because I was moving my nightstand, um, kind of whipped me around the shoulder. So I was sitting watching my favorite children's show and an alarm clock cord kind of whipped my shoulder. So I immediately stood up freaked the F out and ran downstairs, got Becky and I think dad to look at my like, and it was like visibly red. Oh, it was red. It was red. It was red around like from starting back around like right where my shoulder blade is to the, where the plug hit um, above like my left peck. Uh, it was, it was red. And I went back up there to see if it was like, cause I was sitting in a, uh, some basic chair. It was like a wooden chair to a, table set or something. Um, I was kind of sitting in it. And so I look back, there's like no moving parts and the alarm clock cord is still just like kind of not draped over the chair, but like to the side of the chair I was sitting in and the alarm clock. And so the nightstand was like in the middle of the room, the chair was right in the middle of it. And I was just sitting there and I got whipped by this alarm clock cord. So that's like the main thing that even when I kind of just think like everything with ghosts is BS, like that's the thing I kind of go back to and just go, well, I can't think of anything else. Can't that, deny that, it. Yeah. Like that's the one that through everything, you know, cause I, I tried to legitimately think of things as like, it could have just been echoes or it could have been this, it could have even been like something weird. That's the one that just like makes me think like maybe malicious spirits are real. Um, yeah. So can't explain that one. Yeah. That's super weird. I still remember you running down the stairs, freaking out. And it was the middle of the day, so I didn't expect you to say that you got whipped in the back by something you didn't see. And that was a weird part about that house, too, was like, it didn't matter when it was. Yeah. Like, so there was one thing that, uh, like, dad has a very heavy footsteps, right? Like, boom, boom, Especially boom, on our boom, wooden boom. stairs. Right, yeah, and, and very distinctive. And it didn't matter if he was at work, it didn't matter if it was the middle of the day, middle of the night, didn't didn't ever matter. You would hear footsteps that were, like, dead on. Like, exactly the same footfall. When he's sitting next to you or not in the house. Mm-hmm. So, and it, that house, the creepiness never cared what time it was, ever. And you always said that it was because the house was settling. Houses don't settle. Settles, houses don't settle where they're walking up and, and down the stairs. dead on footsteps. <laughs> I realize my voice makes me sound seven feet tall, but I'm only five nine. <laughs> so this ominous uh, footfalls that they're talking about, I just walk normal. What is going on upstairs? The bones of an Englishman. <laughs> I didn't know that there was a beanstalk needed there. Uh, yeah, so not it was it was very unsettling place to be. And dad, you never mm-hmm. felt creeped out there ever. I must be really difficult to haunt because the only place people are. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I am reputed to be borderline narcoleptic, but I'm wide awake right now. Although at the very beginning of the show, I about laughed myself into having a mini stroke and <laughs> But I do not recall 
getting creeped out by any place or event more than this one vacation trip where, okay, people tell me I'm narcoleptic, but I just pretty much live my life in a state of constant exhaustion. And then vacation trips just make me even more tired. So we're on our way from Las Vegas to Oklahoma to go visit relatives. Typically, we pull over in uh, Albuquerque, and that's where we would uh, do an overnight because it's about a 20-hour drive, and that's about the 10-hour point. This one hotel, which shall remain nameless just to prevent getting sued, but... No, it's the... Uh, it's, embassy suite. No, no, no. It no, rhymes no. with Blembassy Neat. <laughs> and it is the most historic... <laughs> 1980s built hotel, apparently, because it has no history. No history. I've looked it up. There's no murders. There's no nothing. It's just an embassy suite circa 1985. I don't There's understand. no reason why taps would ever go no, there. Like, it's, no, like it's it's north of I-40 on I-25, uh, kind of near near the middle of Albuquerque, and we pull in. It's already dark. It's already late. I'm already exhausted. The kids tell me it's like 10 or 11 o'clock at night or something. We didn't even make it to sunrise before we packed up and left. There was day glow paint on the walls that probably the uh, the housekeeping people never notice because they do their thing in the daytime. Noises in the hallway and then you look out and there's nobody there. And pool water splashing on our second or third story window, wherever it was that we were. We didn't make sunrise before we we left. So with the pool story, that that's the one that uh, it was very similar to my whipping story in the sense that we didn't think anything paranormal was happening. We were sitting there eating pizza, trying to wind down, go to bed um, after having been in a car all day. And we were just annoyed at these kids at the pool. Mm-hmm. And... Um, we were just wondering like when the pool closed and we looked and down there, like there were still lights on in the pool, not a soul. And you heard the noises of people playing loudly in the pool right oh, yeah. up until you looked. Oh yeah. Right until you looked. And I swear to you, the, the water was still. No, the, yeah. The, the wa- lights were off. There was not a soul there. Right. And and like the, the, the water was on the window, mm-hmm. even though we were on the third floor. Yeah. Unless they, they booked it. Well, no, even then, the water wouldn't be, would still be kind of tumultuous and no, it was still it was absolutely still. silent. It, it was the weirdest thing. Uh, I, re- I do remember, though, one of the creepy things about it was that we heard drunk people. I could swear they were drunk, and it sounds like they were a bunch of, like, college-age boys just fumbling through the hallway, running into the walls, like, falling on the floor, just just rattling around on the walls. And then dad went out there to tell them to stop and to get them to go to bed or whatever. And there wasn't a soul out there. Right. And, and right as he was opening the door, I remember there being like these running footsteps. Do, 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 do. Yeah. And then they would get further. Do, 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 do. And then come back. Do, 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 do. And then like right whenever we thought, oh, he's right in front of our door. 
That's when dad, That's when dad opened, opened the door. And there's yeah. not a soul. And just mm-hmm. immediately just silence. Yep. And like, it was just like looking at the pool. It was just like, that was when the, the hotel was silent. Like we could sleep if that mm-hmm. were the case. Yeah. And this was, by the way, loud enough to keep us awake. Like we were, we were angry guests, not fearing the paranormal. No, we were just angry because we were tired and we thought we were going to get rest here. And we did not. And all four of us could not fall asleep. Mm-mm. Narcolepsy be damned. Yep. It was, uh, yeah. So that, it was unsettling. So did y'all leave because y'all were scared or did y'all leave because y'all were just mad? Both. Both. Both? Yeah. Okay. Both. Well, we were like, we're not going to get rest here anyway. We might as well get back on the road. Yeah. So that was, that was actually the weird part was, uh, and dad, it took him what, 10 years to acknowledge that it was actually creepy. Uh, he literally just told me this on the way here tonight. This no, was, he acknowledged it on the, on Facebook at least. Really? Yeah. He oh, said man, it on I didn't page. see it. I was like, are you kidding me? Because he never said a word. Yeah, yeah. So when we were leaving, he was convinced he was, or at least trying to convince us that yeah. it was just annoying yeah. guests. He was leaving because he was annoyed. Mm-hmm. Well, and ghosts, I guess, were annoying you because you were legitimately annoyed. You yeah. were not an actor. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so like we were, we were leaving because we just couldn't sleep. And there was like weird fluorescent like paint in the walls. Yes, it was on the ceiling. It was on the ceiling. It like glowed in the dark. So we just assumed that the maids would never know because when they came in, they flipped the lights on. And so you wouldn't see it. Mm-hmm. There was like a pentagram, I swear. I don't remember. Yeah. I don't remember what shape it's, it no, was. No, I, but... I actually do. And it's not as ominous as a pentagram. It just said CNN. And I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, some jackass just painted with glow in the dark stuff. But still... What kind of jackass does that anyway? Maybe people that were in there researching the paranormal in the past. Yeah, doing some some weird stuff in the 1980s embassy <laughs> suites. I, I still don't get how that place is haunted, but it, I mean, it had to have been something. And that was very strange. It wasn't normal. Yeah. That, that was, and that was, one, that was the only time all of us experienced something together. Because even with... Yeah, your, yeah I think so. Even with the phone cord... You saw the phone cord not on the chair, and then you saw the phone cord on the chair, yeah. but you didn't watch it in motion. No. I did. And then with the alarm clock cord, no one was around, and Dad never t- heard anything in that house. You heard the footsteps, though, right? You just said it was the house settling, but you had to have heard the footsteps. I just assumed it was house settling. I mean, it was the desert. The ground is dry, and no. eventually you're going to get foundation cracks. No. So I figured it was just settling. No. I've never listened to a house settle before. I just assume <laughs> yeah, it's not like that. noise being made, <laughs> it's gravity. It's gravity. Yeah, gravity with foot feet <laughs> <laughs> gravity. <laughs> Propelling an unknown force across the freaking second floor. Uh, okay. Um And that house was so terrible. Like it was the footsteps, it was like this ominous feeling. We had a a, a set of stairs that led mm. open to the open space. I could not go down those stairs after dark. Oh yeah. And so it's the classic you felt like you were being watched yes. from all angles, but then um I actually got pushed down those stairs by something. <laughs> he fell through the railing <laughs> and hit, broke it. No, that was different. Oh. <laughs> that was different. That happened twice and those were different. No, I, I fell down. I didn't break the railing this time, but I did get pushed down those stairs, which was significant and not cool. <laughs> significant <laughs> and not this, cool. This happened post uh, alarm clock whip and I was pretty much at the fuck this moment of my life. <laughs> of like, 
like, what? I'm out of here. What did I do? Which actually, I know what I did. I played with a Ouija board in that room, oh, which was not ideal. You invited it. Ah, uh, was bad. You can say goodbye all you want. And they it, don't no, care. If they don't want to say goodbye, <laughs> they don't go say goodbye. Mm-hmm. They're like the creepy guy down the hall in your dorm. They're just going to be there. Thank um, you for answering my questions. No, we did live here. in that house for 14 <laughs> years, so it's not like it was just one really bad week. No, yeah, it was a no, while. It was constant. It was spread out. It was all the time. It was all the time. So that was actually another part of that house was because, so I was born essentially to that house. Like I, I didn't yeah. know any other place. So um, I always assumed this is how everyone grew up. Yep. And me then, too. Yeah. <laughs> this is normal. When we moved... And we moved to a place that Becky didn't like, but we can all pretty much say wasn't haunted, mm-hmm. right? Um, that was the first time that I realized, oh, you're not supposed to be scared every waking moment in your home. Well, I remember one time we were playing video games downstairs and the parents were both working. It was late at night and the entire house, two-story house, we had to ourselves. And it was dark and what would have made for a really creepy time and RJ pauses it and he looks at me and he goes Beck do you hear that I was like no and he goes exactly yeah it's quiet it's there's nothing and it was that was the weirdest part was that because the Las Vegas house was so constant Mm -hmm. it was always footsteps creaks feeling of being watched like you could be sitting in a room with people and if you were if you had what we call the quiet room if it was in sight you felt like you were being watched from that room Mm -hmm. like you couldn't go down the stairs because it was in view of that room you couldn't go in the dining room the dining room was creepy because it was adjacent to that room like i don't know what it was about that room but like it was just just a weird like the only places i legitimately felt safe were in becky's room yeah i felt yeah and then in the um Kitchen. The kitchen. Like, only the kitchen slash breakfast area. That yeah. was it. Yeah. Everywhere else, like, you felt like you were watched. It mm-hmm. was very weird. And all my friends, I didn't say a thing because I, I had already lost, like, sleepover privileges <laughs> with friends because they hated my house so much. So, like, I, when a new friend would come over, I wouldn't say a damn thing. I was like, I was like no, what, what are you talking about, ghosts? <laughs> You're weird, you know? You mean your house doesn't sound like right. footsteps? Well, you, your house is on desert dirt, too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I was like, so yeah, I mean, it was just, it was the weird, like I had friends that were like, I don't want to be in your room anymore, man. And I was like, okay, let's go to the living room. And they were like, but we have to walk down the stairs. I want to do that. And I was like, well, then we're trapped, dude. I don't know. <laughs> like it was, a weird, and like, so yeah, I mean, it got to the point that my friends would only have me come over to their house, like, um, for the, for sleepovers, they would come over in, in the daytime because they were naive and didn't know the ghost didn't care about this great fiery <laughs> ball in the sky. But yeah, I wasn't going to tell them. Um, but yeah, so I mean, it is horrible. Um, all right, so let's take a break and let's do a listener story. Okay, so the listener story is from We Can Beat This at Just Gen Fifty Four from Twitter. From Twitter, and she says, "I'm a nurse." Coworkers told me a ghost lived on our unit. I said, bullshit. Clock flew off the wall towards me. Everyone saw it. I for- I forbid talk about her around me again. I mean, let's be honest. I would too. I don't like any part of that. Like, how far are we talking? Like, did it come, like, just off of the wall, like, a couple of inches? Like, it fell? Or did it, like, come into the middle of the room? Because if it was the middle of the room, that's it. I'm done. I'm moving out. It's just like those, it's just like the alarm clock cord. Like, what else could it be? Yeah. You have an entire room watching this occur. 
And this is those things that like, and we talk about stories like this all the time, like Bell Witch and other stuff like that. But the, the interesting part to me is this is what is recorded in those old stories. That's a group true. of people experience a thing. They talk about the thing. We just do it via Twitter now. But like, That's true. what else could it be? Well, if you ask your dad 20 years ago, it was a hospital settlement. Yeah, the hospital settlement. <laughs> <laughs> it's a building. They settle. Desert floor. Jeez. Yeah, so good story. Thank you for sharing. Uh, really appreciate it. And now we've got Javi's story. All right. So uh, my story is from when I lived in Argentina. I lived there for a couple of years um, as a missionary. Uh, so basically the, the big one is we were knocking on doors, proselyting, being annoying. And a guy opened up and this guy looked like horrible. Yeah. He looked just like the guy from um, The Princess and the Frog, the witch doctor guy. He had a big old gonzo nose with this weird like mole like thing gonzo at the end of it. Nose. It was really weird. Anyways, he we, we're kind of just giving our spiel and he's just like, I'm going to stop you right there. I don't really care. And we're like, yeah, that's fine, man. We're going to go. And as we're leaving, he grabs both our hands. He says, no, 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 not till I give you something. And then he starts looking up and he starts chanting. There's weird things that we don't understand and we don't know. And when he gets done, he looks at me and he says, I just placed a curse on you. Have a good afternoon. Oh, and it was, like it. it was in a language you didn't understand? I did not understand the language. It was weird. Like, And for context, you speak Spanish and English. I speak Spanish and English. And you were in, again, Argentina. Argentina, yes. And you didn't recognize it. Yes. So I was okay. in this place called Unquillo. It's a little mountain city. Um, there was always some weird stuff going on there. But essentially, I didn't think anything of it. Me and my companion, we walk out, we start walking down the street, and immediately my stomach starts to churn, and I threw up. And it was really weird. Um, I proceeded to be that kind of sick for the next like two days, and we could not get it to stop. And I eventually, eventually, it went away. So I don't know if it really happened, but see, and that's that's exactly one of those things that like. That is terrible, but it could be a coincidence. Yeah. It you know? could just be he ate the wrong lunch. Right, he was in Argentina. Right? <laughs> <laughs> now, granted, I did have parasites while I was in Argentina for like six months. So the same congruent? six months, not congruent. Oh. That you know a of while back, but see, that you know of, yeah. and that's that's the hard part where it's like, like maybe you were nauseous before, like a little nauseous, and then the minute he mentioned curse, you're like, oh man, I'm oh, feeling no, really no. nauseous. <laughs> but but still, I mean, creepy, right? Yeah. Like, how can you have this whole culture, like, from biblical times all the way down through now? Like, if you look at, like, the Santa de Marte and stuff, like, like all this stuff, like, of curses and ritualism and witchcraft, and there's nothing behind it? I don't know about that. Well, also, I'll put it this way. Same city, and I put this story up on the Facebook. Same city, like, a couple months later is... You've been hanging out with my dad too much. Yeah, so I'm with Facebook. Facebook. (laughs) Yeah, so I'm with the kid. Uh, we're me and this other companion. Um, so history before this. So my grand, my uh, my aunt had passed away a week before this in a fire, right? Um, my aunt Carmen, she had passed away in a fire. Um, it was really sad, but I hadn't told anybody. I didn't, you know, I didn't even talk about it. I didn't have a Facebook at the time, so it's not like that news was out in the public or whatever. So we're at this house and we're talking to this guy again, um, and he essentially is like a different guy. Though. Yeah, a different guy. Yeah. Different guy. So then he's like. 
hey man, look, we're pretty good with the Lord. And I'm like, sweet. And he's like, in fact, my son has a gift. And I'm like, okay, what are you talking about? And he goes, well, so he calls over his son and his son's like, he's like, tell him about your gift. And he goes, okay. Um, he goes, yeah, I can, I can speak to the dead. And we're oh, and we kind of just ask him, what do you mean? And he goes, oh, well, I've been blessed by the Santa Muerte. I can speak to the dead. And uh, not to really give it any thought or anything, we were like, well, that's really cool, man. Um, anyway, we're going to go ahead and get going. Hold on, let me pause you right there. So, like, how often were these, like, supernatural claims made and then there was no substance behind it? Like, or are these only two times? These are two times that have ever happened. Okay, so they made the claim and then something did happen. Yeah. So it's not like this is a village of we're all, like, weirdos and no, they can do no. stuff. Okay. No, 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 no. Okay. This, this was a two-time thing. Same city. And the guy, the kid says... Okay, well, if you don't believe me, that's fine. And I was like, it's not that I don't believe you. I just, you know. And so I start walking away and he says, well, why would you like to talk to your Aunt Carmen? And I turned around and I said, I'm sorry. And he goes, your Aunt Carmen, the one that just died in the fire. Would you like to talk to her? Oh, he knew her by name. And I said, I don't know what you're talking about. And he goes, come on, man. She used to call you Mijo. She says she wants to talk to you. And um, she says she wants to tell you how proud she is of you and how you're growing up to be such a good person. Um, at that point, I said, hey, man, I don't have a Nat Carmen, so um, <laughs> I'm going to go and go. So I left. And so my companion is like, well, that was really weird. And I'm like, no, what's really weird is that I do have a Nat Carmen. Right. And she did die in a fire. This was true. That was probably the day that I was like, yeah, I believe in this kind of stuff now for sure. Well, that's the other part, too. So, like, what... How would that work? Like, how would that work? If it was one of those, like, those reader people where it's all very vague and they're like, oh, they're proud of you and, you know, an an aunt or or And they set up with you. Like, they know your information. They have your credit card. They have internet access. Yeah, but this was a kid... A missionary he doesn't know, and he called her by name and said how she died. And spontaneous. And yeah, I mm, I would never go back there. I didn't. I never, <laughs> I never. I never walked on that block. Oh, I'd go. I'd go back every day. <laughs> no. I'd be like, you got like, how does this work? I need to you know, know it all. What are they wearing? Like, what? <laughs> I, that's the part that was like so weird to me. Like, what? It's one of those like, what are the alternatives? You can't read that off of you, you know, like, yeah, right. Because that's the thing about psychics, like psychics are one of the main things I'm super skeptical about, like super, super, super duper skeptical. Like I, I the hit rate is so bad. They're worse than like a blind major major leader. Like it's <laughs> terrible. And like, but with something like this, maybe it all started somewhere. Yeah. Like I just, I have no idea what, what it could be. Yeah. I mean, you know, and to this day, it's. One of those things that I think about, like I think about that boy every time, every now and then, every time I see somebody die or something, I'm like, I wonder if that kid. I'm just okay. Let's right. If I find him, can I talk to him about my dad? Well, yeah, like let's uh, let's just believe in him for a second, right? Like how how do you go through a rolodex of like? Does that mean your aunt was following you around? Like, is it is it a singular essence? Right. Okay. So like I said, let's just for fun believe the kid. Yeah. Right. There's no trick to it. Does that mean that the physical presence of the ant it like follows Javi around, and then when he walked up the hill to where that kid is, was like, "Let's talk. I'm gonna freak this guy out, right?" Or is it like her essence is like around him, 
And so the kid being in Javier's proximity, he was just like picked up on the like. I mean, but the specifics of her name and how she died, it's like he had had a conversation with her. Or did the conversation predate like, hey, there's this guy who's going to come up. His name's Javier. I'm his aunt. I want you to tell him. It's that not I'm like proud it of happened him. in front of you, right? Like it's not like he was. Hold on, I'm, I'm hearing, I'm hearing something. Yeah, right, <laughs> you know what right. I mean? Yeah, he didn't do anything like that. No, like I went like white, black, like oh, like roll it yeah, back, like and, no like, show, like, nothing like that. It was just very like fluid. As I'm walking away, he just said, "Well, wait, what do you want to talk to your aunt?" And I was like, so, so almost as if the aunt was like, "No, no, no, Here, hold on, my name's Carmen. I died in a fire, like, like that, yeah. or like he was prepared, it, that's pre-prepared, it, probably." That's probably that that makes a little more sense. Like if you put it, I guess when you, I guess like I if you never go thought of it, like there's an yeah. essence around her. Because here's the thing, like he said that um, he they they would get groups together and they would talk to each other's like ancestors and stuff that way. Right. Like he would have like friends. But see, that, that like, part makes sense to this. me. Yeah. Because then that's like it's a show, it's a production. Like even if it is real, that part makes more sense to me. Because then it's like there's more chance for like there to be a quote unquote connection. Right. But like the, the weird part is like you just walking up right, and him just knowing. Well, that, and like, does that mean that like he sees all ghosts? Cause that's what I was saying. Yeah. Like what about the Rolodex? Like how does he know yeah. who or what or when? Well, I mean, or is it the fact it was recent? Right. Or because like she, she came to him. Right. Like, is he seeing into the other side or is she making herself known to him? So weird. Well, I mean, the kid was playing soccer when his dad called him over. Like they were playing soccer. So like he wasn't even mentally. He wasn't even like. Yeah. Yeah. This wasn't the thing he was thinking about. He called him over and he's like, "Hey, what's going on?" He's like, "Tell him about your gift." It wasn't even. And he was just. It was a very like off the moment. Like, don't you want to talk about your aunt? Yeah. That's. I want to find this kid. If you're listening, I need to know who you are. That's super. I mean, it would be cool to go back because now I've had other people die in my family. So it's like, oh, well, let's yeah. see if we can really, you know, let's see if we can make this happen. You know, it's that's so weird. That's a cool story. It's a big burden to put on a kid. I'd give him five oh, bucks. Well, and that's like the, so, yeah, that's the other part too, right? Like, what if it was the fact he was a kid? What if it mm. was where he was regionally? Because that's the other part too, right? You always hear about this with like ghosts and psychics and stuff. It's who they are, how old they are, their personal energy, where they are. Like, you have places with psychic energy, and this is why I think it's all bold, but, like, you have something like that happen, like, like, could you imagine growing up with that, and then one day it's gone? Imaginary friends. I mean, I feel like a good percentage of the population has had imaginary friends. I haven't. I had creaky footsteps. Right. But, you know, like, one day they, I mean, I assume they kind of, like, they say they grow out of it. Yeah. Is it because they stopped making themselves known? Done. Yeah. I mean, and this kid could have been more than 10, 11 years old. It's not like he was a teenager, you know. Like, but still, he wasn't he was like five. Kid, man. And like, you like, know, I, I only imagine like, let's just say I had been like, all right, let's talk, you know, like a 10 year old talking about a fire and somebody dying in it and stuff like that. Like, nuts. I don't know, man. Super weird. It's weird. Yeah, so that's a that's a really crazy story. I I think that's really interesting. And also, what I would like you to do, if you can, find the most legit psychic that you can find and see if it seems similar to this other like. Like, did he have emotions, or was he just talking? Like the person was there. Like, like he was reciting facts. To right. You. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there was. Did it like, seem like he was reacting to anything? No, he's just very calmly and coolly, just like said it. 
Like he'd known in his whole life. Well, you want to talk to your Aunt Carmen? Like he had a phone in his pocket. Oh, weird. Yeah, that's so weird. Phone to the afterlife. Weird. Okay, so next we have another listener story presented by my dad. This one comes from a Joel Westerland on the Facebook, apparently. Joel's actually my friend. And uh, sorry, Joel. (laughs) Shout out to Joel. There we go. All right. Shout out to RG's friend, Joel. At my in-law's current house, I have been witnessed as footsteps on the stairs, voices upstairs, knocking on the bathroom door, a clock flying off the wall and across the room, dogs being uneasy and barking at, quote, nothing. One night, my wife saw a girl in a white dress in her sister's room. When she told her about it, her sister told a story of the girl in white waking her and saying she was afraid of the man upstairs. A few nights later, I woke up in the middle of the night to a man staring at me from beside my bed. Another night, when putting my daughter to bed, she looked at my wife and I and told us good night, and then looked next to me and said, Good night, Charlie. We found out later that there was a guy named Charles that lived there as a boy and had died a few months earlier. Our daughter talked to Charlie a few more times, but eventually stopped, and all activity has stopped as well. Well, maybe Charlie has finally moved on. I don't like any of that. So I've been to this house. Um, It's up in, like, Decatur, and it's, like, an older historic home. So unlike an embassy suites built in the (laughs) 80s, which you would expect to be haunted. So the thing about this one, and obviously I think there's something legit to it, because they told us the story, like, when we were in the house, and, like, everyone's pretty scared of it, and the girl won't talk about Charlie anymore. Mm -hmm. So it's like, hey, tell tell us about Charlie. She's like, no, I don't want to. How Um, old is she now? So now she's, like, eight. At the time, she was, like, Five or six. So, like Lizzie's age. Still. Yeah. Um, but the one thing about older homes to keep in mind from the skeptical point of view is like the whole voices from upstairs because of like the ductwork and stuff. Like people could be talking downstairs and then it transfers upstairs. Um, but clock flying off the wall. Weird. That's happened in two. Actually, mine was an alarm clock. So that's like, what Yay, is it with clocks? It with clocks. Yeah. Weird. Um, but yeah. So uh, the whole shared specter thing is creepy and why would she pick charlie such a coincidence i don't like it yes i don't clocks i don't don't understand what's going on there i don't know i think ghosts don't like to be reminded how long they've been dead (laughs) right (laughs) (laughs) resentful of time if they're in a place where time doesn't really have a meaning that would i mean legitimately yeah right that would be the thing to me that would, that would make a lot of sense. Like, it, especially if it's, let's say it's like a prison-esque, prison-esque kind of thing. No, that's true. But, like, mm-hmm. my associates at work all the time, like, cover up, like, they will go to, to like, crazy lengths to cover up clocks. And so they, <laughs> so they don't know what time like, Guys, it's break. Like, we gotta go. Come on. <laughs> yeah, like, they, uh, yeah, they, they don't, they want to, they don't want to know. I mean. So if they were to die... Clocks, clocks beware. And I feel like we need to we need to look into that if there's other clock stories out there specifically. Yeah, I'll look into it. Yeah, see if that's like a theme. Yeah. I mean, in a very small sample size, three clocks. That, that is yeah. very strange. Um, but with houses, man, the one thing that always scares me is people dying in houses, you know? You just don't know what that means. Even if it was like, maybe like one of the guy upstairs was like the builder of the house, you know, and then he died. And he kind of chills and hangs out at the house, you know? Freaky stuff. Think about it. Yeah, I've seen some freaky stuff go down in houses, you know. So it's like, yeah. So clocks, super weird. Um, you know, let's do one more quick 
story before we get into Becky's. So this is from Freedom Fighter hyphen radical moderate at feather underscore ISE or LSE lowercase. And I really hate that those look so much alike um, on Twitter. I woke up last year and saw a guy floating towards my bed. He was wearing a trench coat. He didn't have feet. I stared at him and he floated away. My dog woke up on my bed and she started barking at him. So actually, this is really uh, the whole dog connection always like weirds me out. And Rachel, Rachel said she wouldn't have any stories. She has two distinct stories I can think of for her. So I won't share that one. But yeah, when my dog notices something creepy, that's whenever I really know it's well, going Well, honestly, down. I think it's if another, like, being notices it, then you're like, I'm not alone in this. Yeah. The minute you're not alone, yeah, all bets are off. And, like, especially dogs, because they're, you know, I feel like they have, like, another sense. Even if it's just the heightened, the heightened hearing and the heightened smell, like, if I can sense it and the dog sense it, it must happen. All right. Um, okay, so, speaking of that... Beck? Uh, so w- our creepy house is where I get most of my stories from. And I've got probably about a dozen that, that I could share. But the one that I always think of whenever um, somebody says that ghosts aren't real is totally undeniable to me. We were, I was standing at the kitchen stove, which was an electric stove. So it had that really shiny black glass surface. And in front of me, as I was standing there making my macaroni and cheese, I could see my reflection and the reflection of the kitchen table behind me. Um, and in the kitchen table, standing in the table, was a woman. She looked maybe, I don't know, like 16, 18. I was like 10 or 11. So she looked older to me, but still pretty young. And she was standing with um, like a white, like a slip kind of a dress. And long, dark, black, dark brown kind of hair. And she was looking out the back doors. So not paying any attention to me whatsoever. And she just like went through the doors. And so kind of blinking and I turned around and she wasn't there. So this is one. And obviously I've heard this story before, but in general, the whole white lady thing so common dark hair it's always dark always hair. dark hair and i think that's something to that not to discredit your story but maybe to discredit like 80 percent of them mm-hmm. is because that is what light does and that's what our eyes are trying to de- determine right like so you saw through reflection yeah our breakfast table used to be white she was in the breakfast table yeah what are the odds of that um, you saw it probably in a, a slightly distorted reflection because I remember the stove. Mm-hmm. The sign, the sun shined through those doors. Yeah, it was the daytime. Yeah. yeah. So you see, right? Let, spitballing. Let's go full spit, skeptic, right? Spitballing that it's sun shines off the table, distorts a reflection. You see contrast, making a lady in white with hair. You move to react, and that causes motion in the reflection. Mm. Turn around, and nothing's there. So, like, like I said, this is one thing where, unlike the Carmen thing, I'm not getting whipped by an alarm clock cord. Your eyes play tricks on yeah. you, right? Yeah. My body didn't make a bruise. <laughs> I can tell you that. But like, your eyes do play tricks on you. Your but, senses play tricks. But on I you. would also say though, I saw her a few years later on those creepy stairs. You were looking for her. No, I wasn't. I was coming out of your bedroom door, which 
it was, it, there was like a big wooden landing and then a set of, of stairs, a flight of stairs with a platform and then another flight of stairs down to the bottom of the, of the, the house. And so I came out of the upstairs bedroom. I was just going to go down the stairs and I look across the landing and there is a young man and he was dressed in like newsies era kind of clothes with like suspenders and like gray pants that didn't fit quite right. And he was looking down the flight of stairs. And so I wasn't creeped out at all to see this. It was really like he was just a person. He wasn't see-through. He wasn't floating. And I follow his gaze. And there's that same woman standing there reaching up to him. Did y'all ever do any like history on the house? See if there was... It was 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 a fairly new house. We bought it in 1990. Well, we moved in in 1992 in October. RJ was born the immediate following February. And that's the problems began. And that's and then there it was. No the uh, no Demon uh, boy. the people that <laughs> built the house was an old couple. Uh, the the gentleman was a retired attorney and it was gonna be who might wear news here and his wife and his mother-in-law, and it was just going to be three old people living in this house. Mm. Well, while the construction was going on, the mother-in-law never, she didn't live long enough to see the house finished. Uh, The attorney and his wife lived in it for a short time, but unfortunately she got a brain tumor and would keep getting lost in the floor plan. So they actually had to move back down the road to the house that they had lived in for whatever amount of time. Oh, because she could remember it? She she could remember her old house. She could not relearn a new house. She yeah. could she could go into one one room and be lost. Uh, she, she wouldn't be able to find her way back to the kitchen, back to that other downstairs bedroom. She, as soon as she turned a corner, she was in un, uncharted territory. So they had to move back. And did she have dark brown hair? This I do not know because I never <laughs> saw her myself. Maybe that's the story that they told you. Maybe they just felt eyes on them and heard heavy footsteps and were like, nope, oh, no, I I'm think out. I think they are the eyes and the heavy footsteps. Right? It's, it's a possibility because Harry was in the age group that as a little kid would have been in the 1940s or 1930s like that. Like that kid that you uh, saw on the stairway. Um, and like I said, they paid no attention to me. They were looking at each other. Well, it's weird that you say you're not scared because if I'm walking in my house and I see a person I don't know in garb I don't understand, I'd be scared. It doesn't matter yeah, if I think they're a ghost. <laughs> that's fair. I should have been scared. But no, it was really like I just came upon two people doing their thing. Yeah, I don't know. Well, and that's one of those things, like I said, like visual stuff, other than when you directly saw it, but like the reflection to me is a lot more explainable. Um, but yeah, I mean. And there's no creepy. major windows up there. There wasn't any reflective surfaces. No, there, so that's one thing about what she's ta- where she's talking about. There is nothing. <laughs> there's nothing up there. No, if you saw a person there, it's a person. Yeah. Like there's no, there's nothing else. And they weren't like see-through. Well, that's were... a weird thing. So in that house, I never saw anything. Hmm. Uh, other than movement, I saw like well, stuff. Well, you got out. like malicious stuff. I yeah. just got people doing their thing and I just happened to see it. Okay, so full believer on that side, right? Like 
that 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 goes into the whole like there's intelligent hauntings and then the re- repeating ones or whatever. Um, and I think that there's there's something about the whole like repeat repetitive one where like I just don't think that that's somebody's consciousness going through it over and over again, right? But like yeah, to think that there's like an energy or something maybe leftover, but yeah, well not even leftover, but just okay. Let's say you die tomorrow, right? And all your essence goes into one location. It, maybe it's not your conscious brain, the one that launches a clock because you hate looking at time, mm-hmm. but your favorite memory plays out somewhere because oh. of you. That's Becky. Or like, you know, how many times do you hear people say that? Like, oh, I feel her here. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then like all you do is play out that memory and there's literally nothing to it. No physicalness, no consciousness. It's just that's your favorite memory. It's playing out over and over again. Like, I don't like, I don't know if I believe that, but like from all the like repetitive hauntings that people have witnessed, there's gotta be something to it. Well, and the fact that that guy puts so much into that house. Right. And he wanted to do it for her and she couldn't do it. So that whole dream went out the window. Right. I could see that they'd be tied to that place. In the afterlife, she could remember the corners. Yeah. Especially if you're a 16 year old girl wearing a slip. Well, maybe that is one where they were conscious, right? Like, like I was thinking other ones were, you know, memories. But if that one was one where they were conscious and they literally did want to live in that house. So they did. So they did. And creeped us the F out. And me shooting Linda's pigeons all the time probably didn't help if there was hostility. Yeah. Because she fed pigeons. Oh, I didn't know that. And that's why she hated that's all the That's why the pigeons. pigeons were always at our house. I wondered The pigeons that. created a colony of Hold pigeons. On. The pigeons' dead bodies that and she loved would oh, land I on my... Hated those they would critters. land on my balcony. They would land on his balcony Not and all die. all the time. Sometimes they'd be all in the backyard the and eating my dogs. His balcony was filled with dead carcasses. Okay, how many... I usually kept them t- pretty tidied up and buried across the street. Gross. Except for the ones that were on the balcony. Yeah. <laughs> Dad, well, please I'd, get it. The maggots are coming out. I'd go out and <laughs> toss them off the side and then go bury them across the street until they put up that housing addition. Anyway, so yeah, <laughs> they probably think we're Satanists now. Oh, you did no, it, Dad. Just, that was it. I just didn't yeah, want a pigeon crap all over the house. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That gives you a respiratory break. Somebody mutilated a cat and threw it on our driveway once. Mm-hmm. That wasn't cool. Ah, cool. On Halloween. Yeah. On Halloween. Yeah. Well, if you're going to do it, that would be the day. Um, yeah, so. Maybe when the house is getting built, there's some weird stuff on the boards or something. Maybe somebody drew a pentagram. I don't know. All right, so now we'll just end with a couple quickfire stories from other listeners, and then we'll comment on those as well. All right, so this one is from Shalane? I think so. Eccles, I'm so sorry if I just butchered that. Uh, This was from Facebook. Uh, I woke up in the middle of the night, and when I looked to my left, there was a guy standing next to the bed. I clearly saw his eyes look to the side, and then he slowly went down until I couldn't see him. It was so freaky and I was terrified in the moment, but looking back, it's actually really funny because it seemed like he wasn't expecting me to see him and he was trying to slowly back away. <laughs> like Homer into the bush. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she caught me. <laughs> Better disappear. <laughs> Look at this hot little baby sleeping. Oh my oh God. My gosh. Happy Tuesday, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> 
So like he went down, like he bent over, or he like I think he sank into the floor. Sank into the yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. it sounds like. Which is like pretty. Uh, could you? I mean, could you just fucking imagine for a second oh. waking up and seeing that? I don't care who you are. Or being in the next room down and look up and see somebody's <laughs> feet. Somebody's feet come and take a Oh, geez, they're here too. No. <laughs> it just keeps going. <laughs> going down. No. You know, I've always wondered that about like ghost movies and stuff. Like, how is it? Obviously, they can't like touch things. They can't move things in these movies. But they're standing and walking around on the floor. Yeah. Like, come on. Too much thought. Too much thought. Yeah. All right. That's a good story, though. That's yeah, so thanks much. for sharing. That's a funny one. Appreciate it. Um, so we've also got one from Heather Gillard at Heather Gillard five. Also on Twitter, my husband and I woke up to a little girl floating at the end of our bed. We both saw the same little girl and never told anyone for years. These days it's okay to share these type of events. Thank goodness. And that was shared a few weeks back on Twitter. So thanks for sharing that story. And yeah, another creepy one. So this one I think is really cool because I like that two people saw it. Again, it goes back to that, like the whole clock flying off the wall. I mean, that's just such a like validating experience. You know what I mean? Like, like Chelaine just, I hope I'm saying your name right. I'm I'm sorry if I'm not. (laughs) But like you waking up and seeing that by yourself, like someone could always discount it. But by having a witness, like, oh man, all bets are off. Do you think though, the skeptical skeptic side... That there's something to waking up in the middle of the night. Oh, I know there is, but how do you do that with another person? With another person, that's fair. No, because that's a, that's the, exactly what I was talking about. Like, there's sleep paralysis, sleep hallucinations. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of stuff like that, but you can't share that with somebody. Hmm. Or also, you know, you wake up, you're having a dream that you're seeing those things. You know what I mean? Right. Like, that's another thing, too. It's like, I've woken up a ton of times where from a dream that... Where I woke up from bed, my alarm went off, I hit it, I woke up, I had a whole 10 minutes where I got the shower ready, I started brushing my teeth, and then I wake up, and I'm like, oh, I haven't actually done any of those things yet. Right. You know, so how many times is it, I mean, it's possible that you wake up, you think you're seeing this one thing, you fall back to sleep. And I think, you know, the whole thing was a dream, but can't share that with somebody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, there are a lot of times, especially as time passes, you're like, man, did I dream that or was that real? Right. Like, right. Uh, especially you combine it with like the thought of deja vu or like the feeling of deja vu. Yeah. It's like, yeah, no, that happened whenever it never happened at all. But like, you can't share it with somebody. Right. Mm. Yeah. All right. Got one more. Also by Jonathan Laron from Facebook. So again, thank you for sharing. And again, hope I'm not butchering your name. This reads, I used to live in a very old cottage in Norfolk. I think it was about 15th, 16th century, that sort of old. It even had a pentagram etched into the living floor. Alas, somebody removed it. When I was about 16, I used to work with a timber felling gang. I was useless at getting up, so I bribed my sister with 50 pence a day to get me up. One morning, she didn't, so I was late. She told me that she had come to wake me. As she passed the top of the stairs, she saw a lad sitting on the top step, dressed in green and soaking wet. He vanished, so she ran. I didn't believe her. Turns out that our cottage has been made famous. The Ingrid Pitt Bedside Companion for Ghost Hunters has our story in Chapter 38, The Dark Cottage. The author got it wrong about the lad, but I feel this may have been an error on my brother's side when he went to visit the cottage. 
The author said the lad was dressed in blue and standing. I checked with my sister, who said that wasn't the case. Cool. So it's in a book. So that's legit. Um, <laughs> somebody thinks it's legit. Right. Um, but no, thank you again for sharing. It's a really great story. I really appreciate it. Um, somebody else seeing it. It's like, no, I only, not only did I see it, I wrote about it in a book. Right. Um, but yeah, so first of all, the thing's older than our country. 500 um, years. If anything was haunted, it's that. I mean, how weird is that, though? Like, people have just been straight chilling. Look at this beautiful pentagram in my living room for 500 <laughs> years. Like, that's insane. Uh, I, mean, I love thinking about how much history are in other parts of the world. Um, but yeah, so that's a really cool story. Um, I would absolutely hate to see a Peter Pan wannabe that took a, <laughs> took a swim uh, <laughs> in my house. In and I also hate being late for work. So <laughs> hit on a couple things. I would not be interested in. Um, no, but really good story. Appreciate that. I think that's another one that's like, like on the other end of the spectrum from couldn't have been a light trick. Right. Right. Um, like the reflection one could have been, but the one on the stairs, according to you, like is undeniable. Yeah. Yeah. You don't make a Peter Pan wannabes that took a swim. No. Um, and in 500 years of history, doubt she's going to find on Google where that dude came from, you know? So crazy. Mm. Anyway, um, so I want to thank you guys for listening. Um, this has been a another episode of Skeptical Skeptics and a little bit of a different one. Um, like I said, we'll get back to our normal uh, programming as soon as possible once we're all back in town. Um, and we will also announce to you guys what that's all about. So it's all good stuff. Um, and we'll get back to it. We have a lot of different types of episodes that we want to do. I'm also collaborating with another podcast called At, Mas- uh, At Massive Late Fee on Twitter. Um, check them out. They're a really good uh, entertainment podcast. So like they're, you know, blockbuster like theme. So um, they have like Be Kind Rewind stuff and like other stuff like that. So uh, check them out if you like the entertainment world, especially at the Golden Globes coming up. Um, and I will be on there talking about conspiracy movies. And then they will be on here talking about the JFK conspiracy for our next special. So um, be on the lookout for that collaboration. And again, thank you for reaching out to us on Twitter and Facebook. We have like over five or 600 followers at this point. Um, we just crested um, 600 downloads. So really appreciate all the support, especially with us missing out on a week of publishing. Um, so really hope you appreciated this episode. And yeah, leave us a like, review, whatever it is. Reach out to us. Give us your creepy stories. So I will, in honor of this episode, I'll put out like one post um, every couple of days asking for more creepy stories for our next edition of this. Um, that's my dog. His name's Larry. And He's, yeah, great. Thanks, guys. Bye.